Hello everyone and welcome to this week's edition of the Fins Up Podcast. I'm your host Sado Dan. Uh, look, unfortunately Terry won't be joining us this week as he is at a business dinner. That is a legitimate excuse, not something that I was going to make up. Uh, so look, it's some solo chaos with your good friend Sado Dan. Although to ease the pain of Terry's absence, I might just send myself a couple of emails, uh, get the notifications randomly, so it makes us feel like the big man's with us. But uh, look, it's been uh, it's been a fun week to be totally honest. A little bit of rain around at the moment, so excuse any any noise from outside. But unfortunately, Mother Nature has not been kind. Uh, but geez, we had some sun on Sunday afternoon, and that's what it's all about. Uh, Cronulla Sharks thirty, the worst Tigers four. What a game! What a game. Now, look, that scoreline would probably suggest that we were pretty damn good. And, look, I'm definitely not going to sink the boot tonight because we were, you know, way better than those disgusting Tigers from the West. But, uh, look, I don't, I don't think Cronulla played all that all that well, to be totally honest. Uh, certainly not up to the standard of the last few weeks. Um, although I don't blame the boys. You turn up against semi-professionals. Party is going to say, ah, we'll run through these guys, we'll go around them, etc. You don't really stick to game plans. You throw passes that you otherwise shouldn't, <coughs> Ronaldo. Um, and it, it happens. I'm, like I said, I'm not here to sink the boot. I'm just here to uh, celebrate. Uh, for those not in attendance, which is everyone, unless someone's watching from the... Uh, hello there, if you're watching from the windows. Uh, I'm warm and snug in my Sharks jersey. It is getting a little bit cool in the shower. For those listening from without, so um, look in terms of this game. Oh, let's start. Let's start from the top. Jesse Ramian. We have it on good authority that he listens to the podcast every week on the way to the game, and he heard Terry. Definitely, I would never say such things. Putting the boot in following the round one uh, error that he made that potentially costs the game although I would say there were other opportunities we, you know it's hard to blame one player unless his name Chad Townsend uh, but since then Ramin's been one of the top three or four centers in the game and that's saying something because Katoni Staggs and Joseph Manu woke up on Friday and chose violence they were the best two players on the field and I don't give a flying whoop what the Dally M fast points suggest those two players were the best on field on Friday night uh, Ramin was best on field here I think Roughly 70% of Sharks fans, notoriously bad at this sort of thing, got it spot on in naming him our fan man of the match. And, of course, they actually got that one right in the Dally M's. Uh, and there's been some other fantastic centre performances anyways, but who gives a flying toss? Uh, the other centre, though, Sia Talakai with a lazy five tackle breaks, you know. Uh, it's pretty damn good for a bloke playing out of position, if I do say so. Look, that, that left-hand edge with Ronaldo was looking pretty fierce, and I... Um, not 100% sure, uh, that right edge, rather. No, no, it was left. Ramian plays right. See, this is why I need Terry. Terry, come back. I miss you. Look, um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know where Connor Tracy gets back in, but uh, that's something we don't have to face for a couple of weeks yet. But, uh, look, I don't think there's any wrong answer there. Uh, in terms of the tries, Britt Nakora kicked us off. Uh, with a really good try that has just become an instant meme. Anyone that hasn't seen the photo, go to my uh, Twitter at SutherDan, scroll down a little bit. It's all gold, I promise you, but if you're looking for it, just go to media and scroll down. There's a picture of Nakora looking over his shoulder as if to say, what do you even bother? Uh, that ball from Toby Rudolph, the, the great man, love you, Toby. What a try assist. Like, I, you know, there are uh, immortals of the game who have never laid on a try assist that good. 
Alexiani Katoa, sexy and he knows it. Two tries, two uh, two non crazy put downs this week too, which uh, which was um, good to see. But I do miss the flair. Uh, Ronaldo, Ramian, and, and Kennedy, of course, round with rounding out the tries. Jeez, I really miss Terry. Look, the all Kennedy try for. Um, all intents and purposes with the highlight of the round. Look, Ramians was the better try. He beat about 15 players and slammed it down with Katoa screaming unmarked for his hat-trick ball. But uh, Will Kennedy's try, those that haven't seen it, what are you doing? Nico Hines puts Cam McInnes through. Cam draws the fullback. Dummies left to Nico, who would have scored untouched under the sticks. Instead goes himself, gets pulled down by David Nofaluma. Throws it to Will Kennedy, who does what all good fullbacks do, backing up on the inside or the outside, I should say. Uh, Kennedy scores in the corner. Uh, that was that was just a huge fu to Nico Hines, who again had a had an off day from the tee. He kicked three from six, but uh, look, the biggest biggest cheer of the night was when Nico slotted it, black dotted it from the sideline in front of the uh, <laughs> the packed DT stand. That that was quite a cheer. I'm still laughing about it now. It was. Uh, it was real good, and he turns around and waves, smiles, and uh, fair to say, young Nico and his beautiful face are enjoying his time in the Shire. Uh, look, just a shout-out, too, uh, as I talk about the crowd. Whoa, noisy, loud, colourful. It was fantastic to see a packed, uh, what, what do they call it now? There'll always be Shark Park to me. Packed, full of Sharks fans, cheering, having a drink, enjoying themselves in the sunshine. And just, you know, no one taking pity on those, taking pity, rather, on those disgusting West Tigers. Uh, look, shout out to my my crew and what a crew it is. My brother, my brother Dids, uh, Big Terry, of course, Paul Warren, Josh Weapon, anyone else I'm forgetting, you are all fantastic people, made for a brilliant Sunday afternoon. Shout out to the boys and girls of the CWC, some amazing photos come down. Sorry to make it, I'll be there next Thursday with the kids. Uh, we sort of came in late and didn't want to go through the crowds, to be telling us. So found a nice space on the hill. Um, you know, a little bit difficult for those of us that aren't seven foot six tall, like the aforementioned uh, boys who can, you know, human grandstands really they had a great view but ours was a little bit impeded but look the uh the girls that were blocking our view were not really hard on the eyes they were wearing the right colors so you know yeah you find the positives when you can in terms of positives on the day look there you know let's let's get the negatives out of the way first look 70 percent completion yeah in terms of 70 percent, it could be worse could be far worse it's um I don't know whether to go hard here. I think I think I might just a little bit. I know I said I wouldn't, but since when can I be believed? Seventy percent completion is not not terrible. You know, you you want seventy five to eighty. Um, ideally, you want eighty five. I think that's the that's the go. Anything anything over 90, 85, I think you've tucked the ball under a bit much. And you haven't taken any chances. Uh, there were some passes here, especially from Nico Hines, who probably probably had an off day. He was only nine and a half out of ten, whereas he's been an eleven all year. Up to this date, uh, look, he knocked the ball on a couple of passes. He pushed. I think they were looking for highlight real tries. And and again, it's hard to blame him. You turn them, you turn up. You expect to smash the Tigers. And look, smashing they did. But I, I think if we played like we did against the Eels on this past weekend, we'd probably crack fifty in the first half, and then don't even bother coming out for the second half because we would have been that far ahead. 
Uh, it's just on the Tigers at the moment. If any Tigers fans are listening, get lost. You're not wanted here. Oh, I feel so bad for you blokes. We were walking up to Woolworth Station after the game, and we're you just, you know, having a nice chat, discussing the game, talking about the show that we're going to record that night, you know, keeping an eye on the on the Panthers game, super coach reasons, and their fans were just deflated. I mean, it's not often you're going to cop, well, hear me say too many positive things about the Tigers, but those those fans deserve better. They've got 20,000 members, and they deserve better than turn up seeing that gobshite. Look, Luke Brooks, again, was, excuse my language, but he's fucking disgusting. He's an absolute fraud of a player. And, and if that quote that Fox Sports posted earlier, of him coming out and saying, I don't care what the fans think, you know, backseat drivers, blah, blah, blah. We should fucking care, mate. You're on $1.1 million next year. To, oh, he should be in jail. He's an absolute fraud, and I feel really bad for the Tigers. Imagine a guy's taking a huge uh, risk this week on changing the number on his back. See if he thinks that'll do any fucking good. Look, I just, you know, again, I don't care. I, I wish this had been 130-0, and I, I wish the Tigers fans nothing but pain and tears. But uh, hearing these folks talk was, was kind of heartbreaking, or as close to because we know Tigers fans don't have hearts. Uh, in terms of possession, 57% of the ball. Now, this stat was ridiculous. No line breaks conceded. Delicious. But this one. 262 kick return metres we ran for. They ran for 69. Now, if I said that, just take a minute and think, oh, which team had more kicks? It's got to be, you know. What was the Tigers? The Tigers kicked three or four more times than us. And we had 262 return metres because Kennedy with 166, Katoa 154, Ronaldo with 176, I believe, if I've written these down correctly, just absolutely battered them on the returns. I mean, they were kicking the corners because we pinned them down their end. The boys were picking it up, having a laugh, posing for photos, you know, doing TikToks or whatever kids do these days, smashing the first line of defence and getting the ball, um, play the ball quick and getting the sets off to a real quick start. From there, the poor old Tigers just didn't have a chance to wrestle back momentum. Again, though, fuck them. Uh... With Jesse Ramian, eight tackle breaks. Talakai with the aforementioned five. They, they were untouchable, you know. And when your back five is dominating, it gives your forwards an opportunity to rest up and it gives them a chance to hit him in defence. I don't know what Braden Hamlin newell has been doing all off-season, but I bet you it involves angry pills because that blow is just dead set trying to mirror attackers. Like, that hit he put on, I know he's on report, and I think he had to pay a fine, which is an absolute shambles. It was a great hit. He sent him into Gaga land, which, you know, you don't want to see players get hurt, but you just want to see him get smashed. Look, 11 offloads, seven line breaks for the mighty black, white, and blues. It just, it was real, it was a real fun day in the Shire. Not for one single solitary second did I feel like we'd lose that game. That's not something I can say as a Sharks fan very often. Even when we're up 20-0, you're still looking over your shoulder. And look, to be totally honest, until the final play of the day, I didn't feel like the Tigers were going to score. We were down in the corner where um, the lesser or the better Leilua, oh, they're, they're both equally shit. The equally shit Leilua ran un, unimpeded to drop his... Um, his girth on a ball and he dived over the top of it, knocked on right in front of us. That was hilarious. But not for one second did I feel like he'd score. He would score. He just the Tigers just they ran out, they they said all the right things in the media, you know, we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that. They were passengers. 
they were spectators. And I know a lot of that's got to do with Cronulla. And, you know, I saw some people in the Facebook group, you know, my error again, saying, oh, Cronulla got lucky we're playing a shit side. There's no way we play that badly if we play in a better team. They played down to the Tigers and still smashed them by 26 points. Excuse us, sorry. And by all means, it should have been 36. Because Ronaldo passed that ball. If Mamalo and his big goofy hands don't get in the way, Katoa goes the length and scores his hat trick. Under the post, Nico kicks the goals. Salo Dan does a handstand and gets kicked out. It just it would have been mayhem, and I'm sorry it didn't happen. But uh, look, I don't think um, I'll put it this way: Ronaldo didn't need to be reminded of his error because evidently he took it very hard. Uh, so Fitz, how the great man, came out and said as much, saying that. He looked at Ronaldo, he saw it, and he didn't need to say anything. Now, that is a sign of a good coach. You know, lesser coaches uh, would have berated him, dragged him over the coals and said, oh, you know, what the hell are you doing? You play for 80 minutes, not 78 and a half. Uh, but look, the game that Ronaldo had, he could have thrown two or three of those intercepts and I'd still be talking positively. That bloke is so likeable. I just... I'm glad he gets his aggression out on field because off the field, he's the nicest bloke you'll ever meet. But on the field, when he put that bloke into touch and got up, and I think it was Garner threw the ball at him, and Rowdeno looked at him, peacock, and said to say, yeah, go on, mate. You got fucking nothing and lots of it. It was glorious. The whole day was glorious. The result, we deserved it. I, I dare say we, we probably deserved, well, we definitely deserved to keep him scoreless, because, uh, which would have been quite a feat two weeks in a row. But if you say, hey, look, 30-4 to four against the Tigers, no injuries, I'm taking it every day of the week. Bigger fish to fries, we'll talk about in a minute. But uh, in terms of negatives, just want to give a special shout out to that fuckwit that ran on with the flare. Um, you idiot. Just stay off the field. A night after that, that female intruder got absolutely axed by that security guard. If you're on the field, you're fair game as far as I'm concerned, and you're lucky that security got you, not that Tigers forward, because um, he looked pretty pissed off, and he made eye contact, and I you know, I thought he was going to hit him. I was I was cheering for him to do something. It would have been nice for the Tigers to, to do something for their fans. But again, fuck them. Look, you know, I try, I try and balance the good with the bad, but I'm, I'm really, really happy this week, you know. Be better if we held the ball. I thought Jack Williams um, looked good on on his return. I was a little bit harsh on him on the day. Um, his handling, you know, Sharks fans don't need reminding that he has a, has a little bit of the Pomeroys about him. You know, he can find a drop ball, which you know, very frustrating. But last year, I thought he got rid of that. It's worth remembering that is his first first grade game of the season. I uh, did have a game for Newtown last week where he's unfortunately probably the worst player on the field, but um, Sir Fitz, how the great man, obviously sees something in him. And who am I to um, to doubt Sir Fitz? Look, in terms of the other forwards, look, Hunt, <laughs> that guy is a wrecking ball. 200 kilograms so that missed that he bench-pressed during the week, beating gallons 180. Imagine that. Paul Garland, strongest man alive. You go in and you beat him by 20 kgs. Wow. Uh, look, he, he played 28 minutes and he destroyed the Tigers forwards. He, he took their souls. You could see the low souls hitting, leaving their body. Uh, Williams played 34 minutes, I believe, which was real good on um, return. Uh, but big shout-out to Cam McInnes, who played 57 minutes. He came on and stayed for the rest of the game. Now, we were so dominant that uh, young Blake Braley, who's having the fucking season of all seasons, uh, got, got to rest. 
with uh, with 10 minutes to go, I believe. It might have been a little bit more, a little bit less, who cares. Cam uh, McInnes moved to nine, which is great, which shows you if Browse does go down injured, and I, I couldn't think of anything worse given the form he's in, Cam, uh, you know, can slot straight back in. Uh, McInnes's workload was really high. I wouldn't be surprised if he does return to the um, starting lineup sooner than later. But to be honest, I I don't know if I'd be making any changes because Hamlin, Newell, and Toby were so dominant this weekend. Now, Toby's stats weren't real good, but, you know, there's only so many running meters you can make out there, and when your wide runners are smashing them up the middle, your middles have got all the aggression and... Stamina left in them, energy's word I'm looking for, uh, to hammer them in defence. And, I mean, their play the balls are really slow when Toby was involved. So he's holding them down, but he's not giving away penalties. Uh, look, Dar- Darley Finucane, 51 minutes. I uh, didn't think he'd come back in the second half. Uh, such was the dominance, but he was riding the bike, and I think that, that was if to say, you know, Sir Fitz, if you see it in your wisdom, please let me go on and have a bit of a laugh at the Tigers' expense. Uh, look, this was without a date Dale's um, Dale's worst game of the season. Um, but that's not, you know, I think he had one error and a missed tackle or two errors and a missed tackle. So, you know, if that's your worst you're going to get, sign me up. Uh, you know, 1-17, one, one Cronulla are really good. Fafita's just playing a role. Like, I've I've seen idiots again on social media saying, you know, Fafita's got a drop. He's not making the impact. He's not making 200 metres. He's a bench forward playing 25 to 28 minutes. You know, he comes on. He does a mountain of work in defence. Didn't miss tackle this past week. You know, does a couple offloads, drags in defenders, gives our big boys in the middle, you know, Toby and Arueli time. To, to rest and recuperate and get those Ueli uh, angry peels in them and come back and dominate the middle. So I'm I'm absolutely stoked with all their performances. You know, there's obviously improvements, especially with the guys coming back in, in Williams and stuff. But, um, look, you know, Andrew Johns didn't hit the ground running on, on you know, coming back from injury either. So uh, let's, just, let's just lay off young Jackie. I'm good to see him, good to see him name this week. Uh, just shout out to Aidan Tolman who missed the game last week through uh, illness, we believe. Uh, don't know if it was COVID, don't care, that's none of our business. Just glad to see him name this week. Uh, Want to take a second to single out some absolute idiot that uh, that made a comment on the, again, the face. I know it's my fault and I promise, but it's just, gives us so much fodder for the show. So it's good. But uh, this, this Muppet. Came out and said, um, Tolman's got to go. He's been hopeless this year. Missed him out in tackles. Uh, Vossy got him before I did. So, shout out to Voss. Uh, well handled, mate. Got on NRL.com and absolutely wiped him with stats. Bloke had nothing. Said, oh, I've only watched one game. Well, there's your fucking problem, idiot. Uh, Tolman's been fantastic and is well worth his spot there. You need a bloke like that that can come on, especially against our opponents this weekend, who can make those tackles in the middle, just tuck the ball under his arm, make the meters, get up quick, play the ball, and be ready to go again. And that is Aiden Tolman to a T. Look, before we move on to Saturday night, just want to mention uh, the lower grades, the uh, high-flying Jets. <laughs> That's a pun. Got up 40-10 to 10 over the West Magpies, who um, weren't flying... Now, look, the Jets, for those that don't um, don't follow the New South Wales Cup, shame on you, are uh, sitting first, undefeated, equal with the North Sydney Bears, but we got them on points differential with plus 90, which is pretty darn tasty. And, look, the young boys in the Jersey flag had a big win, 38-4, again, over West or the Tigers, whatever they call them, who cares. Again, fuck them. And sit second on plus 64 points differential. Let's just 
Mm, let's just enjoy that. Let it simmer. Let it savor. All three grades are in the top two. With big points differentials on the positive. Oh, I love it. Now, look, here's a stat. Here's a stat for you. I know you come for stats. Cronulla, across all three grades, including the Jets, which are ingrained in Cronulla, and I'll fight anyone who says otherwise, haven't lost a single game in three weeks. Now, we did have a draw in the flag uh, a couple of weeks ago in the Dragons, but who cares? Undefeated in three weeks. We lost two games all season, one in first grade and one in flag, with, of course, the aforementioned draw. That's incredible. You know, you see teams out there that have, you know, good first grade and the reserve grades are getting belted. Now, look, reserve grade, con- a bit controversial. It doesn't really matter. But if your team's doing well in reserve grade, your depth's good, and that's very important. Right now, Corella's depth is really, really good. Considering the injuries we've had, you know, we're, we're sitting second behind only the Panthers who are in ridiculous form, although, you know, they have had a difficult-ish draw. The Eds play the mighty Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, so that's when we'll really find out what those pricks are made of. But uh, talking about good teams, we face a pretty damn good one this Saturday night. So we travel to Melbourne, south of the border, to play the mighty Melbourne Storm. Uh, look, this is the game we, we circled from the start. This is the biggest game of the year. Look, I know the game against the Eels was really important because I expect the Eels to finish in pretty much a spot or two above or below us, um, below hopefully. But, you know, that, that's where I end up, see us ending up at the end of the season, put it that way. Uh, look, the Storm have been the, the marquee. They've been the benchmark for many, many years. They're led by the best coach, the you know modern-day coach. Don't give me that Wayne Bennett. Des has the bullshit. It's Craig Bellamy. That bloke turned Brian Norrie into a premiership-winning forward, and for that he deserves a knighthood. And then some, this, this is a game. This is a game. I'm really excited. Saturday night's perfect time slot. You know, evidently it's sold out all there, down there. So um, hopefully we've got some boys and girls travelling down. Give me a yell for old mate Dan. Because uh, they're going to need it because this is going to be hostile territory and it's going to be uh, it's going to be difficult. I think we were named about $3.20 offside as we our good mates at Top Sport. Don't quote me on that, but it's, we're definitely outsiders. Uh, which I think it's a little bit unfair, but, you know, again, I'd rather go down there as, oh, we'll see how we go, and then uh, ambush them and beat them rather than go down there and think, uh, you know, we got them, we're, we, you know, this is destiny, blah, 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 and then copper flogging. Uh, as I said before, most important game of the season. If we go down to Melbourne and cop 40, then, you know, the last few weeks are a uh, false dawn. Or we go down there and we beat them, that would be just absolutely incredible and confirm what we already know, and is that that is this is a pretty damn good football team. Uh, or, or we go down there and we put up a fight and they get us just because they're the better team. You know, that's fine. You can't win them all. And if, if Melbourne get a 16-12 or... They get a lucky decision or a bounce of the ball, kick a field goal late, you know. Congrats, Kodos, you know, you beat us. But uh, the wor- worst case scenario is we go down there and we we just don't turn up. Now, I don't think that's possible under Sir Fitz. Uh, last year, I would uh, probably be scheduling something, not a date, but but something on the night to, to not be watching this massacre because we didn't have the heart to match it with the Storm or the good sides last year. This year, we are the good side. So I'm really looking forward to this. Cam Winter, 
really worries me. That prick is in tremendous form, especially since cutting that hair. You know, Ryan Pappenhausen touches the ball twice, and they give him three daily end points. Jerome Hughes, I was going to say arguably, but I can't think of anyone close. Best halfback in the game right now. You know, clearly clear he started slowly. He'll probably make me eat my loads of words on the weekend against the Bulldogs or whoever they play. It doesn't matter. But uh, for now, I think I think Jerome is pretty damn good. And Ryan Grant, Harry Grant rather, is definitely the best number nine in the game. I think that's pretty undisputed. So yeah, this is going to be a big contest. You know, we contain those four or, um, you know, I was, I was going to say they get COVID, but that's probably pushing a little bit far. Hopefully they, you know, have sore tummies when they're around. I don't know, some, something, but you don't want to win that way. But I look this this comes down to a straight straight matchup for me. Nico versus um Hughes. The best player on the on the field out of those two probably leads his team to victory. Of course we got we got Nico Hines and uh, Dale Fanukan running down for the first time since moving from the storm. I'm expecting a pretty pretty positive reception. Evidently they're organizing a minute so applause. I didn't know they could count the one down there, but it's it's good all the same. Uh for, for Dale, who is a rusted on Melbourne legend, you know, and Nico should get two minutes for pause because he's um he's just so damn delightful. Uh, look, Terry and I were having a chat the other night, and he, he asked if Nico scores, um, will he celebrate? And Terry's Terry's pretty um insistent that he won't. Uh, look, I think he'll get up and he'll, he'll give a fins up to his good mate Dan, and to a lesser extent, Terry. Uh, I'm literally doing a fins up now for those that can't see. But he won't go over the top because he's a super respectful, nice bloke, and he's leading the way on and off the field. So, I you know, and he'll get plenty of chances because he'll he'll cross. It's just, it's just written in the skies. Uh, as for Nukin, uh no, I I hundred percent expect him to get up and wave to the fans when he crosses for uh, for his hat trick this this Saturday night. Uh, in terms of the other players to watch, Jesse Ramian, Justin Ollum, that's going to be pretty sexy. Uh, in terms of their forward pack, oh, I think we got them. You know, they they got some dangerous forwards. Don't get me wrong. Anyone in a purple jersey is always dangerous. But, you know, especially if you're, you know. Um, yeah, Kafusi, yeah, Bromwich, Bromwich. Yeah, they're good. Saf Solomona, he, he always punishes us. But, you know, if you will, he gets a quick muter in before um before Nass finds his feet. That'll be, yeah, that'll put him off his big dopey game. Uh, in terms of weaknesses, yeah, they don't really have any to be telling honest. They haven't for about the better part of fifteen years. Uh, maybe the salary cap scandal. That'd be fun if that happened this week. They were distracted, but uh, I think Remus Smith's probably the uh, where we target. I'd go there early and I'd go there often. Uh, not to say he's having a bad season. He's just probably the only player that hasn't really hit form yet for Melbourne. Uh, of course, that prick Scott Hattie against us last year had him captain in my super coach team, so just felt it was coming and he. Bath will change for memory, although um, I try to forget that every night. I, I say uh, Alfred's given to try and get it, wipe it from my memory. But I see a very, very, very different side heading down to Melbourne. Certainly don't expect a repeat of that garbage. We just go down there, we do our thing, and I think we can get the win. You know, Terry always asks, uh, what's our, you know, our, our route to victory? What do we need to do to win? Uh, we've got to improve on that 70% completion, that's for damn sure. You can't go down to Melbourne and, and beat the Storm with 70% completion. We're going to need 85, and I dare say if this is the day we're going to tuck it under and try and beat them uh, with some safety first football, this is probably the one. Uh, I've checked the weather. It's supposed to be okay, which is uh, which is good. 
because you want to see two teams really tear it up. This is a game of the round. It's going to be super exciting. And I don't pretend. I don't mean that there's definitely going to be a forty to thirty scoreline. I think it'll be like eighteen twelve. You know, possibly twenty sixteen, something like that. But it'll be real exciting. It'll be a good brand of football. You know, if you told me one player can have the game of their life, obviously Nico Hines is your boy. But uh, look, Blake Braley has to match it with Grant. Simply put, if uh, Harry Grant wins that battle, you know, 10-8, 10-7 in boxing terms, probably in a bit of trouble because um, Harry, you know, you're blinking that bloke's over the line. I, I hate it. And they've got a pretty handy backup number, 9-2 in, in Brandon's myth. Um, I, if we can repeat the no line breaks conceded, that'd be really nice. Cannot see that happening against Melbourne. You sort of... Give them two or three, whatever, and you try and contain them. Scrambling defense has got to be good, and our forwards have to have the game of their life. You know, Toby Rudolph, Hamlin Newelli, you know, give them the Tommy Rudolph, you get slapped before, tell them to get out there. Uh, read them some things that Terry, and not that I would ever say anything negative about any Sharks, Terry said about him in the past if you need to. Whatever it takes, let's get the boys in there and firing. But look, yeah, I'd be I'd be very disappointed if we're blown out in this game. I I can't see it. I just I just can't see a way that this game isn't close. It doesn't come down to a try either way. Uh, hand on heart, if you tell me who I'm tipping, I'm probably going to go Melbourne. They are at home, but I'm going down there with a lot of confidence, and that's something you haven't really been able to say as a Cronulla fan in these big games in the past. I think we go out there. I think we batter them in the middle. I think we leave them bruised and. You know, feeling sorry for themselves. And if Cam Winter does something clever and gets us on the bell, you know, then so be it. But uh, I, I think uh, I think Matt Moylan's the key because they they know what Nico can do. They're going to target him. Uh, Moylan, you know, he he's in pristine form. And anyone who says otherwise needs to give up the game of rugby league and go do something else because you don't know what you're talking about. The guy's just defended. He's he's, he's throwing his body on the line. He's not always making that first tackle, but the first contact just holds him up. And you have Talakai on Akora come in and absolutely wipe the uh, the smile from their face. It is incredible. Here, Nico, Nico, rather, playing left and right, you know, hooking up with Kennedy, linking with the, the centers is a thing to behold. I can't wait to see Talakai, you know, just, just berate everyone around him. Oh, I'm really looking forward to this game. I hate... Playing the Storm, set that grand final, it's fantastic. But I hate playing these these purple pricks because they usually give us a rough old pound. And, but not this week. Not this week, ladies and gentlemen. I'm confident. You know what? Fuck it. I'm tipping the Sharks by four. Ramian's going to score late. Nico will probably miss a kick, but that doesn't matter. Game will be done, and Cronulla will win. Let us know uh, your thoughts. This is usually where Terry... Um, kind of agrees with me, but tells me I'm stupid at the same time, which is a fantastic uh, talent of his. Uh, look, a couple of things, a bit of housekeeping. Just want to wish a very happy birthday to Renee. Um, you know, otherwise known as Mrs. Cros, but I think Cros is known as Mr. Renee, to be honest. Happy birthday, legend. Hope you have a great night. Uh, see you at Shark Park very, very soon. Also want to take a moment to talk about Oregon Kafusi because, again, some idiot tagged me the other day saying, oh, Oregon, you know, where's he going to play next year? Well, at Cronulla, obviously, idiot, but he'll be coming off the bench. Um, I, I can't remember what the quote was because I, I tend to block stupidity from my mind. He's averaging 84 metres per game. 
He's tackling at 92%, and he's played anywhere between 26 and 56 minutes. Those are really good stats for a forward who's playing in a Parramatta system coming off the bench. Now, don't forget, this is a team with, you know, Campbell Gillard, Junior Paulo, and Nathan Brown as their middles. You know, with Sean Lane and Ryan Madison out wide, and Papa Lee there. Those aren't blokes who, you know, make 50 or 60. They don't like to share metres, put it that way. They don't like to go well over 200, as they did this past week. So for Kafusi, who will play bigger minutes this week in the absence of Paul, I would imagine, he'll probably get that up to around, you know, 90, 92 metres per game, which is pretty ridiculous considering he's averaging about 35 minutes per game. This is a bloke that Sir Fitz has signed 12 months in advance. So if you're not excited about this bloke, who's worth remembering, he's still only 22, and he's the size of two unit blocks. I mean, he's going to be a super signing. And these are the sort of blokes we need to replenish the stocks when the likes of Fafita and Tolman do ultimately hang the uh, hang the hat up. So uh, anyone with anything negative to say about Oak and Gafusi, uh, fuck you. Fuck you right in the eye. Just before wrapping up, though, I again want to say Kennedy, Katoa, Ronaldo. That back three remind me so very much of a back three you might have heard of. Sasai Fecky, Valentine Holmes, and naughty boy Benjamin Barber. And I don't mean to make light of what he did, what he's done, rather. He's a complete and utter idiot. But, uh, you know, he's the best player in 2016. So on the field, you know, Benny Barber. Those blokes got our sets off to quick starts, dominant starts, quick play of the balls, big meters, which took the pressure off the forwards, which allowed them to save energy to defend, um, which looks pretty. Damn much like this year's team, I dare say so. Pretty exciting. Not saying it's 2016, but uh, or maybe I am. Who knows? We'll find out very soon. I dare say we'll find out Saturday night. But uh, look, just on that quickly before I wrap up, because I've taken up way too much time. Pretty handy teams. You know, Penrith and Roosters always have a back three who average about mid-150s to 160 metres. Uh you know, Toto and Edwards especially, and then you got Tupu and Tedesco for the other boys. So, you know, to be in that sort of rarefied air with the back three is really good, especially when you got centres that are taking the first hit up of every um, every set we're starting down our end and just rolling opposition forwards, allowing the big boys to, to get a roll on. Creating space for Nico and, and uh, Matthew Moylan. It's just it's a good game plan, you know, Craig Fitzgibbon has just silenced all the doubters. So is young Braley. So Ramian, I dare say so. You know, Nico has definitely silenced the haters, but only an idiot would hate that beautiful face. But uh, look, just before I sign off, uh looks like Britain Nakora is going to accept a all bit it's not a small deal by any stretch, but unders what he could probably earn elsewhere, uh, to stay with the uh the black, white, and blue in the Shire. Smart move, young Brit, who has looked really good the past two weeks. He's definitely been listening and heard what Terry and not I have had to say about him. He's, um, you know, it's hard to be in our top few the last few weeks given the the backline performance. But, uh, look, Brit's done nothing wrong over the past two weeks. That's a damn sure. And I'm really happy to hear that he will be re-signing. Uh, nothing official yet. Dave Riccio sort of suggested that it would be done this week at some time. But, look, um, you just follow the socials, follow the shark socials. Good mate, Gaz, not Brown, will give you a yell when it's all um, confirmed, I would guess. Or um, 
If I catch wind of it, I'll uh, I'll let you guys know. But I, my belief is that it's it's just a formality, and Ueli might be following just after. Uh, quick shout out to those that designed that fantastic Anzac jersey. Look, we we've seen other clubs just phone it in and put a couple of poppies on me, which is great. Definitely not going to bag any Anzac uh, jerseys because it's a, it's a fantastic thing. But ours just looks spectacular, and I didn't make didn't make it in the uh, retro. I just didn't have the uh, the funds available, but uh, look, I'll definitely be picking this one up. Size are uh, extra extra large, of course, because uh, fat Dan. But it's spectacular, and it is worth pointing out that the two men that were in the posters and the press release, and in the photos on the website, were one uh, Brittany Cora and Brayden Hamlin. Well, you know, I I don't think that was an accident. But uh, look, I'll leave you with that. A bit of mystery to end this fins up. Uh, Terry, I miss you, mate. Please don't ever leave me to my own devices again because uh, I get sidetracked and do the end uh, way more than is funny. To everyone else, I hope you have a lovely week. Won't see you Saturday night. I'll, I'll be having the kids. But next Thursday night against the um, the old enemy, the, the Seagulls, we'll be there. The kids will be there. Come say g'day. No beers, of course, with the kids. But uh, if you want to have a lemonade with your good mate Dan, give me a shout-out. Terry will be there too, but who cares. Uh, and uh, hail Nico, hail Matt, hail Ramian, hail Sir Fitz, hail them all.